Welcome to Cutting Edge Fanfic Deep Cut, the podcast where we look at the hottest new fanfics of 2020 and discuss how well they'll hold up 20 years in the future. My name is Amato, and with me is... Serena. Hi. (laughs) Yes, and just Serena. This is a historic moment. It's our first episode with just two people, and the first one with neither Dom nor Tori. Ah, yes. We are recording here from our living room. Mm -hmm. Yes. We are social distancing... Uh, but the show must go on on podcasts. <laughs> yes. Luckily, we were planning on having you as a guest anyway. Yes, indeed. And you're the only one out of any of us who knows anything about BTS to begin with. Yes. So we haven't lost much, right? Dom and Tori are expendable. Who cares what they think? <laughs> I'm not sure they would appreciate hearing that, but... <laughs> I'm the important one, I'm pretty sure. Everyone wants to listen to me. Mm, well... That's my theory. We'll see about that. Yeah, well, we'll certainly be hearing from you for this episode, I Yes, think. I will have lots and lots more speaking. I was thinking about that earlier. I was going to say I appeared on two podcasts previously, or two podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. The first one was Back to the Future. Yes. The second one was Daria. I spoke more each time. Mm-hmm. So now that it is my third time, it's my time to shine and speak a lot. We'll work it up to being a solo podcast with <laughs> just you. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, because today... For this episode, we are talking about a BTS fanfic. Woo-woo. And we haven't been able, we haven't gotten to BTS yet, despite the premise of this show being that we read only new fanfics every week. Of course. And BTS is one of the biggest fanfic scenes at the moment. Yes. Um, I used to say, I remember a while ago, Amato was saying, like, what is all these Korean names trending? Like, I don't even know what's going on. I was like, is that BTS? He's like, I don't know. Let me find out. Yep, it's BTS. Yeah, because that was when I just got on Twitter and I was like starting to do things like search for fanfic mentions (laughs) or, you know, fanfiction mentions on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of BTS on Mm -hmm. Twitter. Yes, we looked into it. Several of them are apparently longer than novels. Things involving pirates and such. Well, that's nothing new. That's just fanfiction. Yes. Because when you have people writing for the pleasure of it with no editor... Or, you know, sometimes they have fan editors, but also, like, no need to publish in a physical format. It's like, it may as well be 250,000 words. It doesn't matter, as long as some people are going to read it, which, you know, they will. Right. We, however, chose a shorter one this time around. Yeah. Uh, Well, before we get into the actual fanfic today, can you tell us a little bit about your background with BTS? (laughs) Yes, sir. Um... I got into BTS late in the game, as some might say, some army might say, um, last spring when they were on American radio with Boy With Love with the Halsey crossover. But I would like to say that I have been a K-pop fan since much longer than that when we lived in Japan and I was into K-pop at like, what, 2011 kind of thing? Groups like Girls' Generation, Shiny, mm-hmm. What a Beast. Before it was cool in the U.S. Right. But not before it was cool in Japan. (laughs) Right. It was way popular in Japan at that time. Anyway. I've seen the word baby army thrown around by the army fandom that people don't, some people feel kind of, you know, condescended to by. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't seen that term, but I I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like also like, so, so the BTS fandom, like if you're a part of the fandom, you're called army, you're a part of the army, the BTS army. And Part of BTS's mission is to spread love and acceptance, right? So I think a lot of ARMY are trying to be very loving and accepting and opening, open, well, welcoming, you know, of all ARMY, of like, regardless of when you get into the fandom. Yeah, you need more people for the ARMY. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So 
Um, and I guess another thing I should point out with BTS fandom, you say who your bias is, which means like who is your favorite mm-hmm. person in the group. And my bias is RM. And um, no, no, my bias is RM too. And yes. that's just from reading a single book that you had checked out from the library about, you know, BTS, like an introduction. And for me, it's because RM seems to be like one of the more like socially active or social activists, I should say, like mm-hmm. kind of people who's like behind a lot of the at least some of the groups like really like cool mission and you know social social goals and such and i love about you yeah i love that about him too i think what initially drew me to him i think was because originally he was the only member of the group that could really speak english Mm -hmm. and so like in some interviews and stuff where like he'd throw around english words or whatever and i think it's just one of those things where like like having lived in japan like we both lived in japan and if you ever like met someone who spoke english well you just felt like this instant connection with them because you were so starved for like English speakers at a, a lot of times, you know, like even though we could speak Japanese and we enjoyed speaking Japanese, just like something about that just kind of like went straight to my heart. It was like, oh, he's speaking my language. Like, and also like I find him handsome and also he's like intelligent and I like respect a lot of things about him. He's also very handsome. Yes. And I've got to say, you know, but it's they're a, all handsome. Right. <laughs> it's a pop group of attractive guys. Yes. But even so, RM I find more easy to distinguish in a lineup than some some of the others. I don't know if that's just me. It's yes, like, I think so too. He has a little bit more distinctive face, features. Yeah, his facial features just kind of like... And he's a little bit more like kind of goofy dorky, kind of mm. like... So when he, I feel like he stands out a little bit more. He's like le- a little bit less suave than the rest of the members, which like he might not appreciate that, you know, that kind of comment. But he also knows he's clumsy, like that's his thing too. So yeah, so I feel like that kind of sets him a little bit apart from the group too. However, when I was looking for uh, a fanfic to read for this episode... And, you know, I don't know much about BTS, so I was, I, I asked for suggestions one or two places, but couldn't find anything that seemed like quite what I was looking for. So I did the thing where I just went to Archive of Our Own, sorted them by kudos, and like chose the top, you know, shortish fanfic that we could read that had like a whole bunch of kudos yes, on it. But you. But what I was searching for was V-Mean. Yes. You also, yeah, asked me like what, what was it, a ship? Like, right. <laughs> which one I wanted to read a fanfic about. And so, so in like Korean pop culture, like when you like K-pop groups, there's also a term called bias wrecker. Have you heard about this before? No. So you have a bias and sometimes they call it the ultimate bias. It's like who you're like your one true love. Right. But eventually when you learn about the other members of whatever group or like a BTS specifically, you learn about their personalities and stuff. You have a bias wrecker, which is like who you act, who you like really also love and mm. kind of makes you question your original bias. And they won't be like your first love. Right. But they are also like they hold like they you feel a passion for them as well. Okay. And so my bias record is Jimin because he is adorable and uh, like a really good dancer and also really sexy and like I don't know there's a lot of things that I like about him personally and so so as most BTS fans know Map of the Soul 7 came out recently uh, at the end of February their latest album and on that album Jimin and V have a duet duo like duet whatever um, where they sing about each other being their soulmate like the line is like, you are my soulmate. Wow. <laughs> and I in was English? like, whoa. Yeah, in English. And so I was like, whoa, like that's intense. And I was like, they were professing this like at a, like, a worldwide level that they like love each other to this degree. And so I like researched it more. And people are saying that's like not meant to be romantic. That's just like their, that their friendship is like, you know, like yeah, a soulmate. They might doesn't... not have gotten the romantic nuance of the word soulmate in English necessarily. Maybe, but also like saying that like your soulmate doesn't have to be a romantic partner. It could mm. be some, it could be like a family member. It could be a best friend, you know, but so like, 
you know, whether or not it's romantic actually is, you know, we're not sure about, you know, but like it's out there now. <laughs> so that made me research more about Vimeo. And when you look on like YouTube, like there's, you know, countless videos of Vimeo and they're like adorable together. So, so in that sense, the fanfic that we chose is a little bit obvious, I guess, in that like they have an actual relationship in real life that is very close and very sweet. And so it's not like something that you're someone is imagining or, or like yearning for because it is out there for real. Well, I mean, that's not different from people doing fanfics about fiction involving a canon couple, right? Mm -hmm. And I guess we should say, you know, this is what we would call real person fanfiction. You know, it's mm -hmm. a thing. And it's a thing that I have not interacted with much. I think I, I've never like sought it out. And I think the only fanfic we've read for the show was a Beatles fanfic. And, you know, that's similar in terms of it being a, um, you know, a musical group that kind of had public personas, you know, put out there that were used in different ways. Like the Beatles had, you know, a, a, they had a cartoon. They had movies where they were playing themselves, you know. Okay. And, I didn't know any of this. <laughs> and BTS doesn't quite have that, but like they really, they, they have well, their, their comics. Like we were watching that yeah, kind of there's the, yeah, we were watching about them. like the meta story. Yeah, like a, a theory video about, yeah, those of the background characters, like the characters that they've created through their music videos. Mm -hmm. You can look this up. It's strange. But and also they, ha uh, yeah, but I guess that's the only like sort of fictional thing because they do a lot of like reality TV shows otherwise. Yeah. yeah. And also this fanfic is not about the kind of fictional, tragic, possibly time traveling characters <laughs> that they seem to have created like right. within their songs. It's definitely about like them, the performers who are like actually, mm -hmm. you know, members of a extremely successful international musical group. Right. And so the fanfic, I guess yes. we haven't introduced it. It is called, where is it? Out of the Woodwork. All lowercase, no capitals. And it's by someone, and I just realized when we were getting ready for this, I have no clue how to say this name. Well, isn't it like Lovely Jimin or Like Lovely VMK. Is that what it is? It's, I... I, I don't know. V lovely VMK. Oh, the L-V-L-Y is lovely. Maybe. And VM would be V-mean? Yeah. And K, I don't know. It could be. Maybe if they're also into Jungkook, that would make sense. Because, like, the three youngest members are, sometimes they're, like, grouped together in Jungkook with a K, maybe. Interesting. I don't know. Okay, well, yeah. The name written out, all lowercase, no spaces, L-V-L-Y-V-M-K. Mm-hmm. You can find a link to this fanfic at bit.ly slash cfdc out, just O-U-T. Um, apologies again for the very unwieldy title that we have here, cfdc. I'm sure you're all used to it by now, this many episodes in. And so, shall we, should we go into it? Sure. Okay. Uh, it came out in July 2019. So it is a little bit older than I might like. It's like six months old now-ish, but um, still kind of within the time frame that I'm happy to do here. And it's like 10,000 words, so it's like it's, it's a short story, mm -hmm. not too long. And can you tell us a little bit about the premise? Sure. So the premise is that V has amnesia. <laughs> right. It sounds like he got into a car accident, right? I guess so. They're not really clear exactly what happened. I think that's maybe that's yeah, hinted at it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the notes at the top say trigger warnings, car accident, mm. reference but not shown. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, so the premise is that, so actually this fanfic um, is supposed to be taking place two years in the future from when the author wrote it in 2021. I noticed that, yeah. 
And so V get, apparently gets into a car accident, has amnesia, wakes up, thinks it's 2015. Which is like really early which, in their career. Yes, right? they debuted in 2013. And so they were just kind of getting started at that point, as opposed to now where they are mega successes. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And I mean, we can talk about it scene by scene. Like, you know, there's, it opens with him waking up in the hospital and like he's very disoriented and some of the other group members are there. But V, who's, who's referred to throughout as Taehyung, right? Taehyung, yeah. Taehyung, Taehyung. You're going to have to correct me on this kind of thing. <laughs> I, I'm also inclined to just call him V in reference to like... That's fine. Yeah, you can call him that. Or Tay. I think they, they shorten to Tay a lot. Like Right. Um, anyway, some other group members are there to kind of like uh, try to orient him a little bit. You know, his vision's fuzzy at first. He notices that other people are older. And we don't have uh, Jimin there yet for that kind of first scene. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to talk about, like, from that kind of opening? Um, not specifically. Yeah, that's not the... It gets the premise out, but I feel like it's a little bit more interesting slightly later. I'll let you go scene by scene. I'll just make, make comments as we go through. Sure, sure. It's a short enough fanfic that we are able to go scene by scene. For, like, longer things, we, you know, often have to, like, skim over things a lot more. But he has amnesia, he, you know, he finds that out, he can't rem- he remembers being 19, and now, you know, he's kind of, like, adjusting to things. And when- then he wakes, like, you know, he goes back to sleep, because he's still in the hospital, hospitalized. And he wakes up at, in the middle of the night, and is kind of freaking out. And that's when Jimin comes back, mm-hmm. and is kind of, like, there to comfort him. Um, it's the... It's the start of, I'd say, one of, the, probably the main conflict of the fanfic, right? Where Jimin's there to comfort V, and, you know, physically, like, you know, even, like, gets back in bed and, like, you know, cuddles with him a little bit and, you know, that sort of thing. But Jimin confirms, like, oh, you don't remember. And, like, mm-hmm. we don't know what exactly that's about, but we can make an educated guess. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be this thing where V... Ha- was in love with Jimin all the way back to, like, where he's back to, right? When he was, mm-hmm. like, 19, 2015. But he thinks that it's been, like, six years and they're just not together. Mm-hmm. And, like, we can just spoil the, the ending, right? I mean, it's, it's pretty <laughs> obvious where it's going to go. <laughs> yeah, I guess I would say that, like... So I wanted to, like, back up and say that. First, I thought this premise was really adorable. Mm-hmm. The, like you know, amnesia and, like, thinking that they've only, they're only just starting when actually, you yeah, know. Yeah, I really like that part. Like, I like the not understanding the the degree of success that they uh-huh. reached because it kind of highlights home their really, really fast rise. Yeah, I mean, maybe not that fast when you're on the ground of it, but it took, it took many years for them to get as high as they are now, but even so. But so, but so the other thing, though, I guess I say is, like, yeah, if... At, at times, I felt like it was a little bit heavy-handed of what they were hinting at. Mm-hmm. Like, in, I feel like in the very beginning when they hinted at it, it was adorable. And then, like, later on, they kept dropping the same hints. Yeah. And then it, it started to get, to feel a little bit heavy-handed. But overall, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to throw it out there. They are together. Yes. And it's just that Jimin, it seems like, doesn't want to... Well, he's told, like, we're not supposed to shock V, like, as much as right. possible. And right? that because comes out at the things. end. I, so right. we might jump around a little yeah, bit with well, this Yeah, we, well, we will with the premise. But that just kind of informs what's going on through the rest of the fanfic, right? Mm-hmm. And I kind of got it in that, like, 
there's enough other shocks to adjust to. Mm -hmm. And, like, Jimin's not sure how V's gonna react to finding out, like, they're in a relationship and doesn't want to, like, inflict that pressure on him if, like, you know, he he's, like, not at that mental place in right. where he's at. But as a result, there's a lot of dancing around and, like, there's yes. angst on V's part where he's like, oh, I'm in love with my best friend, but, like, apparently we haven't gone together in the last six years, so it's never gonna happen. <laughs> I've also got to just check in about something. Yes. I was asked, I was kind of, I'm not that familiar with these two. And so when when V's thinking like, oh, he's given me no sign that we're romantically involved. And I was like, whoa, whoa, he like climbed into bed with you. He's like stroking your hair. But then I know, he, they're like, he calls you baby. Right. He touches your cheek. like. But then you showed me some videos of them. Yeah. Yes. And they are very like lovey, 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 dovey. They're just touchy feely. They're super, super touchy people apparently with each other. Yes. And so that's kind of funny that, like, if you're at that level of physical affection, then yes, what would be the, the indication that, like, you have romantic feelings for the other right. person, right? Yeah, I could see that. It also makes me like them, honestly, less as a couple. I like more the idea that they're just these prominent guys in media who are touchy with each other mm -hmm. as friends. In real life, that they, like, hold hands and that. stuff. Mm -hmm. That's a really good, like, pushback against kind of, like, masculine standards, mm -hmm. I think. For sure. Oh, oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, V's eventually discharged, sent back home. And there you get some of those really cute scenes about, like, him kind of getting a, a sense of how popular they are. They have to, like, sneak out the back because mm -hmm. of the paparazzi. He's like, they mention, you know, crowds. Oh, it's not much of a crowd. Like, he's like, crowd? What? Mm -hmm. And I like when they get home and, you know, for one thing, they're living in this huge, like, expensive place. Mm -hmm. And for another thing, he, like, comes in and sees all the awards on the mantle or whatever. And he's like, is that a... A Grammy? A Grammy? They're like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... And then, you know, there's... The body of the fanfic is probably him kind of physically recovering and mm -hmm. doing, like, some therapy, physical therapy at home, and, like, interacting with the other house members and mm -hmm. feeling out, like, kind of what's been going on. And also just being, like, relentlessly being taken care of by Jimin all of this time. Right. And, you know, that makes... Uh, obviously, that's a source of, like, angst and, and romantic pain and such. Mm -hmm. Any things you want to kind of point out from the middle of the fanfic? I've got a couple. From the middle of the fanfic. Um, well, I guess, like, when I mentioned, like, heavy-handedness, like, there's a, a lot of allusions to, like, their hands and something being missing from their hands mm. that they talk about a lot. Yeah, at first I was like, did he pick up a new instrument? Is he like, used to fiddling around with like a, a guitar or something? I actually did not get that until the very end. Oh, really? About the hands? I did not oh, pick it up. Oh, interesting. I thought that that was so obvious for me, but yeah. Um, I mean, I do fiddle around with like my wedding ring here, I guess. Yeah, so if it's something you're used to and then it's not there. Mm -hmm. um, I guess like towards the middle, I made, I made this comment on my notes. Why is no one saying anything about what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, the rest of the group, I mean, I guess they're all on board with this, like, let's not upset him. Yeah, but it just felt a little bit too cruel because they were, like, constantly, like, whispering behind his back. It's like, when were like... you going to tell him? Yeah, and the other thing that they seem to also allude to here is that is that Taeyong changes his last name to be the same last name as Jimmy's. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they, in this fanfic, they actually did get for real married. Like, they've, right. got, they've got wedding rings. They are, right. you know, married. Yes. And I guess he changed his last name, yeah. But that, like, I was just like, would he really change his last name? Like, performers don't change their last <laughs> names. They are too famous. Like, so I thought that that part was a little bit, 
I mean, it's cute, and I understand that they were trying to hide it because they also made like they also said very early on, like when they, when the nurses were saying Kim Taeyong, it sounded like unnatural, mm-hmm. and they're like, why does it sound so unnatural saying my last name? Um, but yeah, I guess I just wondered like would they would star- superstars really change their last name for their partner? But I don't know, maybe if one of them was going to change their last name, would it be V? Well, so that's another thing. I think I read a while ago. I don't know if this is still true. I mean, I don't think it's still true, but that in the past, like Korea was more of a matriarchal society and mm-hmm. that people used to take the, the last name of the woman. Okay. Historically, I think that at some point changed. So that, so, okay. So, so, cause Jimin is seen as the more feminine one. I mean, that's mm-hmm. not necessarily true because like V, I mean, that's a, that's a great thing. Like you were saying about like them being men touching each other, but mm-hmm. also just like they do like, you know, push boundaries a bit more of like, you know, gender and like, you know, cause like they wear earrings and they often wear like frilly things and like, you know, they're, and you know, obviously when just taking such good care of their looks, not that, you know, <laughs> not that that not means that, that, you know, cannot, but it's not the but, same But that's what thing. we're saying is that like men can and they do yeah, and they are and men. So, so I think they're also getting a lot of appreciation of like showing like this, like femininity at the same time as showing masculinity, you know, at the sh- just being themselves and like whatever mm-hmm. forms themselves are. So yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, talking about the middle of the fanfic, I was kind of entertained by the scene where V gets up in the morning and tries to go to the bathroom by himself, like he really needs to pee. And I, I thought it was relatable because um, there's this line where this is someone who's been like taken care of, he's been hospitalized, like he hasn't been able to have any control, and like someone's been taking care of him constantly. So. Worst of all, he has to pee, says the fanfic. There's laughter coming from down the hall, the smell of pancakes wafting in through the cracked bedroom door. He could yell and hope someone hears him, interrupt breakfast because he's helpless and pathetic and a general nuisance, or he could walk ten feet to the end en suite and hope to God he doesn't fall. Okay, so I, two comments on that. Number one, they mentioned pancakes twice in this story, and mm-hmm. I was like, pancakes? Like, they don't think they eat pancakes in Korea, like... So I just thought that was interesting where it's like, you know, we associate pancakes with like breakfast and home and like mm-hmm. comfort and stuff. Like we make pancakes for our kids, right? A lot. Right. I, I do. But so I just thought that was interesting that pancakes was in here. That felt like one thing that kind of maybe like detracted, I guess, in a way for me, because I don't think that I don't think that Korean pop stars are eating pancakes for breakfast. <laughs> I don't know. Could, it, I could be wrong. It makes me think of comments in some sorts of fanfics like this that I've read where it's like, yeah, I'm using, you know, the... I'm using, like, the American measurement system, but that's not what they would be using. And just, right. like, just assume, like, they're talking about something equivalent in Korean or whatever. Or, like, when they right. make puns, like, that kind of thing. So it makes me think, like, insert equivalent Korean home comfort right, breakfast food. Right, 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 right. <laughs> the other thing I want to say that this brings up is, like, um, at one point, a little bit later, when they talk about how Jimin is taking such care of him, uh-huh. they say even including going so far as to, like, hold his hips while he pees. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was like the closest thing that came to any hint of like eroticism, Mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of interesting because it was like very like, I don't know, tame in a way, like there, this like progression, like there wasn't like angst of like wanting each other in a sexual way, exactly. No, nothing like that. It's all emotional, isn't it? Yeah, it was more of just like wanting to cling to each other and like be with each other emotionally, yeah, as opposed to like the physical aspects. That's especially interesting because glancing over their list of works on AO3, this author has written, you know, just straight out sexual content. I think even with, yeah, with these two specifically. Mm. And it's just, I guess they were deliberately saying like, 
or deciding to not do that. Mm-hmm, in this to just do like a sweeter thing, which actually then at the very end, there was a little bit of like bringing up some of their like sexual encounters. And I was kind of shocked to like hear about that at the end when it was so tame, <laughs> like going forward, like at the very end, they talked about like blowing each other and stuff. And I was just like, oh, that came out of left field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't happen in the fic, but no. there, it was like later on when like V's memories start coming back and they talk about some of the, the times that, that they remembered. They talked about one or two times when they like did each other in the bathroom, I guess, <laughs> blew each other in the bathroom. Right. It's like, it's V checking in kind of that he has his memories back. Like, like did after that happen? they kind of suddenly return, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. The, the other thing I liked about the trying to get to the bathroom scene, he doesn't make it. I just, for some reason, the lines made me laugh here. I mean, if it's supposed to, this was supposed to be funny. Uh, he kind of doesn't quite make it and has to sink onto the carpet or whatever. By the time his butt hits the ground, he's heaving from exertion. Cool, he mutters. Cool. <laughs> Taeyung leans back until he's lying flat on the carpet, staring at the ceiling. This is his home for the foreseeable future. <laughs> he lives here now. He will probably die here. <laughs> That was really cute. It was really funny lines for describing just how, like, how wiped out he made his body by getting that far. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was, a, that was a nice touch. <laughs> which I guess, like, in ter- um, which reminds me in terms of writing style, one thing we haven't brought up yet, I don't think, no. is the fact that this fanfic is written entirely in lowercase. Yeah. And I don't quite understand why. It appears to be consistent for this author, like just at a glance at their other works. They, that's what they do. The title is also all lowercase. And oh, it's not all lowercase because like cap... Is I capitalized? Name I is not. But for example, IV was. Like, you know, oh, the IV that you insert, the IV right? drip from the hospital. Um, but names are not capitalized. Start of senses are not capitalized. Mm-hmm. Practically nothing. Yeah, I was wondering, I asked Amata, like, do other fanfics do it this way? And I've never seen it before. That's not to say other fanfics don't do it this way. But it's kind of cute, because, yeah, I've never seen it before, and it kind of, like, makes it a little bit like, more personable, like, Informal, casual. I would say, yeah. yeah like... Kind of softer and more casual. Yeah, right? exactly. Less like a work of literature. Right. And more and just like someone talking at you or telling you a story. Or yeah. Something. And so actually like I actually I actually liked reading this. And and it wasn't like jarring at all. Like no. because I mean you know if you used to write like got instant messengers <laughs> IMs like used to like type in like lowercase and stuff. Like it was a thing I remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it kind of felt like familiar and yeah. Nice. I kinda went into it expecting it to be distracting or somehow like you know, detracting, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Which is why it hasn't really come up until now. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's not a problem. Um, all right, so that's kind of the middle of the fanfic. Mm-hmm. I'd say the next thing that develops the plot is already towards the end. Like, he mm-hmm. sits down and actually listens to their music, and RM kind of, like, plays them for him, and is kind of, you know, he's he gets to react to their own albums, which is interesting. Right, and and of course this was written before Map of the Soul 7 came out, and so they don't have that, like, you know, the song that they sing Friends together. But it does reference a song that I guess V and RM had written back together called Four O'Clock, which I actually hadn't heard of that one. Um, so I went back and listened to it, and he, and then he, he listened to it, he's like, oh God, was I so obvious. Like, like, he's like, I wrote this about Jimmy. Yeah, Do, should, should I read that paragraph? Sure. So, so he, they're listening to that song. Taeyong sits up abruptly. I wrote that about Jimin. He manages to croak out, hand pressed against his chest, heart hammering wildly inside his ribcage. 
I wrote that about Jimin, and then I released it to the entire world. How fucking obvious was I? How did he not know? Namjoon stays quiet, and Young's heart plummets. He knows, doesn't he? It's not a question. <laughs> Which I thought was cute. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I didn't realize that they were also writing music like that <laughs> earlier than the Well, I don't song. know. That, that might be... I don't know if that's explicitly about Jimin or whether that's like the read of the author or the read of the fandom about it. I just don't know anything about it. Yeah, I I somehow had missed that song because I got into BTS with the Love Yourself CDs, which is like, so BTS does like a series of like three CDs. And Mm -hmm. so right now they're on the Map of the Soul series, but before that was the Love Yourself series. So I... I have been trying to catch up with songs and you miss them because they are so prolific. Like it is shocking, like how many songs they have written. I don't even know how they can like have all these songs like memorized and all these like performances memorized. It's just like amazing. They're, <laughs> mm-hmm. they are, yeah, it's very hardworking, very talented performers. Anyway. So, oh, so after it, so, so after that scene, you want to continue after the scene with RM. Yeah, I was just getting reoriented because that's when he confirms with RM that Jimmy knows that V is in love with him. Mm-hmm. But he reads that as like, oh, and he's like, you know, even though he knows I'm in love with him, he's been like helping me, you know, physically recover from this all the time and that kind of stuff. And like, he still thinks it's unreciprocated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, RM just gets to do that thing where he's like trying to say something, but like not quite coming out and saying anything directly and you know uh and v just sort of like departs and is sad Mm -hmm. and that's what leads into the like reconciliation between the two like reveal kind of thing right Mm -hmm. and it kind of plays so so i guess they they to ratchet up the tension Mm -hmm. they do a thing where like v like you know essentially locks himself into his room but in so doing, I guess he, like, can't get up again or something and falls down. Yeah, or... I wasn't quite clear why his condition regressed so much there. Is yeah. it because he wasn't taking his medication or I Maybe, because, like, I guess because Jimin was nursing him so much that, like, he didn't have his meds and stuff. Uh, so, like, he ends up, like, locking himself in for what seems like overnight or something. And then the next morning, like, can't get up. Right? Is that what happened? Yeah, something like that. Um, and so then, like, but so Jimin's worried. And in the morning, like, when he can't, like, you know, get through to him, he he actually likes, like, I don't even know how to say it. Like, he rams the door down. He breaks down he the breaks door. He breaks down the door. And even one of the other's comments, like, there's a key. Like, you yeah. don't need to do that. Yoongi, Christ, Jimin, there's a fucking key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But didn't sound too upset. But, right. But yeah, even so, it, it does feel a little bit like they they were trying to find a way to make a climax more tense, mm-hmm. you know? And so because of that, they're like, call an ambulance, which I don't understand, like, why you call it an ambulance. Like, apparently his lip's bleeding, and they're like, oh, we got to call an ambulance. It doesn't seem yeah. that bad to me at that point. <laughs> so they call an ambulance, and they get him back in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then just before the ambulance come, Taeyong passes out. And it starts and ends at the hospital right. then. Right. Uh, which lets the reveal of their relationship come, or rather, like, it comes in conversation. Like, V-Mean tells him, like, oh, I didn't want to, like, G-mean. upset G-mean. V-Mean. <laughs> V-Mean tells them, the spirit of their relationship. <laughs> uh, you know, G-Mean tells V that they're married and stuff, and, like... Yeah, at first, at first like, 
V has like a misunderstanding. Like when the the rings come up, he's like, "Oh, you're married!" Like, "Oh, of and I've been." Of course you are. Of course you are. I've been taking you away from your partner. Like, you know, you've been spending so much time with me, and he's like, "I, I don't." How did they actually reveal it? Um, he he says, "Oh, it, it's you. Like, I'm okay. I'm married to you. Mm-hmm. You're my husband." Mm-hmm. And shows the engravings on the ring. And as and when V's trying to come to terms with this, a nurse gets to come in and refer to. Jimin as V's husband. Like, right. You gave your husband quite a scare. Right. And, and it at least is full circle. Right. And just before that, also when they reveal the rings, it has their initials on it. PJM plus KTH. So like it like it proves that it's their initials as well mm-hmm. on the rings. Um, and then they have a tender scene together. Yeah, with they being get like very snuggly faces smushed together. So totally normal. <laughs> For those two, I guess. Um, and, you know, Jimin's like, oh, I'm so sorry I didn't tell you. I was worried you would panic or, you know, that sort of and thing. And it's apparently like it was like doctor's orders or something. And they all Do not upset the patient that they more should than go necessary. Along with it. Yeah, I mean, I accept it. Mm-hmm. It's, prob- it's probably not how amnesia actually works in any way, medically or, you know, whatever. What do you mean? It is probably not the case that, like, someone, I don't know that a doctor would actually say, like, do not tell them that, like, you are married because they don't remember that. I don't know. know. But it's kind of, it's a fiction amnesia, right? That kind of, it it makes sense in the context, more or less. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I I guess here's a time. I'd like to comment that one of the tags for this fanfic is hurt slash comfort. And it was interesting to see that because I'm more familiar with hurt comfort kind of in the old fan fiction term, in like kind of the Kirk-Spock relationship thing, where like a hurt-comfort fanfic was where one of them gets hurt and the other one has to comfort them, right? Okay. Like, you know, physically or whatever. And it was because, oh, these are two stoic men who would not normally Mm. express affection. And so like the situation in which they're kind of like able to bring themselves to do so is when one of them is, like, badly injured or, like, almost dies or, like, needs that right, care that, very desperately. that, like, provides the opportunity to show those, like, hidden soft exactly. feelings. And so it's interesting seeing that applied to V-Mean because, I mean, yeah, I guess this is a hurt-comfort fanfic. It's like someone's hurt, the other one's comforting. But their baseline affection is, like, <laughs> it's not Kirk-Spock, like, standoff. Right. We are good friends. It's like they're already leaning on each other and, like, right. you know, massaging each other and, like, <laughs> right. you know, calling each other pet names. And so it's, like... It feels kind of funny to, like, bring the hurt comfort into that for additional additional loving. Mm-hmm. To continue on with their little loving scene, they do kiss. It is very chaste. And Taehyung... Here, I'll, I'll read what it says. Taehyung shifts forward, presses his lips against Jimin's for the first and millionth time. He Aww. tastes like salt water and pancakes. And every bit of happiness Taehyung's ever experienced. Um, and then they say, I love you so much. And they, yeah, it's, it's very sweet. And then they go on to say that V eventually gets his memory back slowly. There's a little thing that says it takes three months and six days, but Taehyung <laughs> gets his memories back. It's a very precise <laughs> yeah. calculation there. And then at the very end, it also closes with another sweet kiss. Although that's kind of after they're talking about blowing each other. (laughs) (laughs) Then Jimin smoking weed. (laughs) Oh yeah, they they did mention that. Then it says Jimin cuts him off with a kiss, half sobbing into his mouth out of sheer palpable joy. 
And they mentioned that Taeyong has a scar over his eye that will never fully fade, which, you know, obviously that's only going to enhance his beauty because, you know, Taeyong is right now one of the most rated as one of the most handsome men in the world. And <laughs> sounds like he has a very like handsome scar to go with this, go with his face now. And then it ends in the last words are Taeyong remembers everything, but most of all, he remembers Jimin. Which yeah. is so very sweet. It's very sweet. I like to say in terms of that recovery part, it does mention the scar. It also says his joints still ache when it rains, and he doesn't know if he'll ever be able to dance the way he used to. Um, right. And I thought that was kind of the more like that's true. He's the maybe bittersweet a, part of this. It's like true. he's recovered a lot, but he he's will a never performer. be the performer that he once was. Right? Yeah, that he'll have lost all of that sort of power and stamina, and won't be able to keep up in the same way. But, but that's why they're saying it's powerful. It's like, well, he's lost these things, but he still has Jimin. Jimin right. is still there with him. Right. It doesn't matter if he's an international, you know, musical star or not. Mm-hmm. That's a relationship that's going to stand. Mm-hmm. And so, this is your first piece of BTS fanfiction. Mine? Yes. Yes. And my third piece of fanfiction, period. Right. <laughs> I guess I want to ask you a couple of things. Okay. First off, why do you think this fanfic's really popular among, you know, it got a lot of kudos. Like, I don't, right. that's the only metric I have at the moment. Why do you think this fanfic was very well received by the BTS fandom? Um, I mean, I guess just some of the ways we said it, the, the things we said were nice about it. Like, it, the, the premise was nice about amnesia. Mm-hmm. It was readable with, like, and, like, feeling familiar with like the lowercase maybe and and just like every people who are into v-mean want to see them be sweet to each other and love each other and yeah maybe to be like oh no like they're pulled apart by this accident but then they come back together and it's all well in the end (laughs) i'm glancing back up at the tags and you know they have some of those joke tags that are not actually used to sort things including there's a lot of crying in this (laughs) taehyung cries so much he's been through a lot poor baby (laughs) Yeah, I remember reading that, too, and, like, just seeing those tags made me want to read it, too, because it's just like, oh, this sounds like a fun story. Okay, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that, that hurt comfort has some appeal because, you know, you, I don't want to say you want your favorites to suffer, but, like, you want to, they're very, very cute, and so it's kind of like an opportunity for them to be cute in a significant way, right? Mm-hmm. Keep sure. together. Mm-hmm. Are you inclined to read more V-Mean? fan fiction coming out of this i would say not necessarily more v-mean fan mm-hmm. fiction but maybe i'd i'd be interested in seeing more bts fan fiction in general i've been watching lots and lots of youtube videos of them but i haven't read any stories beyond this one so it could be interesting to see what fans come up with i don't think we, we can't say anything significant about this because we haven't read any of them but when we were glancing at the popular fanfics we saw a lot of au's Yes. This actually seems a little bit unusual in that it's just it's just about the BTS members who are people in the world. Yes, yes. And we were talking about that, that like it kind of makes sense because these are seven members, like the people that are fans of them, you know, you, you understand that each member has their own distinctive personality. And like, so it seems very easy to take these seven members and port them into another world and still have them have their various quirks and their various like, you know things about them but in a different context like that seems appealing so i can we, understand we it. watched their most recent music video together what was that one called which one uh, the one with the weird post-apocalyptic like oh, on stuff going so on. the on. most <laughs> is that not the most recent anymore <laughs> no <laughs> because they've been coming out with yeah no it's not but but it was like yeah like that's their title track 
And so that was like the official music video. And everybody was so surprised too, because like they had released a kinetic manifesto video that was, I don't know if I had shown you that one where they like dance like so powerfully. No. Um, kinetic manifesto is a great term though. Yes. Yeah. Well, so what about that music video that we saw? I just remember after seeing that, I was thinking, I want to read the fan fiction that people are writing about this video specifically, right. which is like a weird, like alternate world where everyone has their own like different role. And that's it. actually where we learned about those like those fictional backstory character. Backstory is not the right word, but the no, fiction, no, it's not the, the wrong backstories word. of those fictional characters, like how Dean can time travel, <laughs> and so in that video, like with the the bird being dead, and he time travels so the bird's alive. Maybe, like maybe I don't know. Like remember we watched that theory yeah, video, right? But is that is that like just theory, or is that I mean, somehow be, more confirmed? I don't know. I mean, I think that's one of the things that's actually also so compelling about the BTS fan fiction is that they release these crazy music videos that you can come up with your own theories on. And another another like YouTuber is just like it's Lion King like there's Pride Rock and like you know there's the battle for like you running whatever so like it's that's also a fun part of the fandom of of interpreting it on your own. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, as we close off this fan fiction, uh, anything we want to complain about from it that we have not already? I feel like you were saying when we were reading this, it's maybe just a little bit too straightforward. For your taste. Yeah, like, it, it was, like, once I, like, got maybe a third in, I was like, okay, I see what's going on here. And then, so I feel like the middle part, to me, dragged a little bit. I know what you mean. There's kind of, you mentioned in this discussion, it feels like they're kind of hitting the same points. Yeah, where they're like, oh, times. the ring, oh, yeah. don't say the last name, oh. Right. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't love me. Yeah, oh, whisper, whisper. Right. Um, I'd say, I probably agree. It's not, it's not long, Mm -hmm. but it probably could have been even more streamlined slightly if, like, you know... Maybe. Maybe. But I, I feel like also probably the audience is wanting that content, yes, right? Yes, like, yes. It's kind of a comfort food of a story in that, like, you go in for the angst and then the reconciliation yes, and the love. Yes, And that's what you get. Yes. Like pancakes. <laughs> um, anything we want to praise about the fanfic? The idea is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, I thought the ending scene was actually really compelling, like like in the way that the the middle part dragged a little bit. But once I got to the end, I was like hooked, and like that part, like I felt like I read through very like fluidly, and like it felt mm -hmm. very natural and very sweet, and like I I was really into it. Yeah. And I guess this contradicts what I just said about oh, it could be streamlined a little bit more. But I liked that it did have room to breathe. Mm -hmm. There were that's true. There were. There was enough time to hit emotional beats that were not about the main emotional beat. You know, there was like, like I said, the scene where V, you know, feel it's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to do this myself and not be an imposition on other people. And like, that's, you know, nice. Or, you know, the reactions of V to finding out about their ridiculous fame, you know, like that's a, a nice like side plot kind of to the main mm -hmm. emotional thing. Mm -hmm. It it actually would have suffered, I think, if that's if it had just been V and G mean the whole time. True. Like... I like that there was a little bit of other stuff in there, too. Mm -hmm. Okay, and of course, our traditional final question that we always ask at the end of every episode. Do you think people will be coming back and reading this fanfic specifically, say, 20 years in the future? I don't know much about the fandom. I'm going to say probably not. No. I feel like this is kind of like in the moment, right? It's like yes. striking, striking this need for this content of these fan of these people, like right now. Mm -hmm. 
And if BTS is actually going to stay together for as long as everyone thinks and hopes that they will, then there's just going to be way more other aspects of their, you know, lives to talk about. Yeah, one would think. Like much uh, more, much more content based off of their new songs and their new performances and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we will see. Uh, but regardless, <laughs> got a lot of popularity. The author should, and I'm sure does, feel very proud about like the very positive reception. Mm-hmm. Many, many comments of you know people saying like, "Oh, it was so cute," and like, "Oh, it was so touching," mm-hmm. and you know that kind of thing. Yeah, and for me, I think it's my gateway into BTS fanfiction now. Now that I've read one, I want to read more. It was a, definitely not a imposing way to get into it, right? Yes. It's kind of easing you in to yes. the idea. Okay. Well, then here at the end of this episode, we're going to let the um, let the pretense drop because I need to start providing links to our things, which are not called Cutting Edge Fanfic Deep Cut. <laughs> I know it's a shock. (laughs) Normally, we call ourselves something different, which is on the title of the podcast, so it's not a surprise. I'm not fooling anybody. We are Retro Fanfic Retrospective. And this was episode 79, our uh, early April episode that we do yearly of the show. The fanfic was... um, Why do I not have that written down here? Out of the Woodwork, right? Mm -hmm. By... L-V-L-Y-V-M-K. The VM is definitely V-mean, because you can find the author on Twitter at L-V-L-E-Y-V-M-I-N. Okay. Lovely V-mean, I suppose. Mm -hmm. You can find a link to this fanfic specifically at bit.ly slash R-F-R-C-E-F-D-C out. Just O-U-T. Yeah, what is the intro song for this? I don't actually know what the intro song is for this episode. But there is an intro song and an outro song, which are probably different from usual. You can find our website at retrofanficretrospective.podbean.com or bit.ly slash retrofanfic. And if you have questions, comments, or thoughts about the episode, you can contact us on Twitter or Facebook at retrofanfic and Reddit at fanficretrospective. I think we've got an Instagram that I still need to learn how to use, which I think is also retrofanfic. You can send us an email at retrofanficretrospective at gmail.com or leaving comments or reviews on Apple Podcasts in particular would also be greatly appreciated. If you want to hear more of someone who knows something about BTS talking to someone who does not know anything about BTS, drop us a line and we'll see if we can make that happen also. I'm Amato. And I'm Serena. We're just two Earth lifeforms trying to be nice to each other. Until next time, take care. This week, the opening song was Disco Challenge from the album Hella's Awesome Dance Adventure by Komiku. The ending song is Still Run Against the Universe from the album Popey's Incredible Adventure, also by Komiku. You can find those albums and other works by Komiku at loyaltyfreakmusic.com. Talk to me a little bit more about someone in BTS who's not really showing up in this fanfic. <laughs> Jean is not in this fanfic at all. I would like to say that he is awesome. He was my lowest rated when I first learned about BTS, but he's actually pretty funny. 
they say he makes a lot of dad jokes. He's just like, sim- like, and he's into food and like, I don't know, he's just kind of like cute and goofy and doesn't get enough credit, I think, for being a cool guy. I don't know. <laughs> Besides his looks, his personality is cute too.